Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. gentlemen welcome to the post collision show it's your girl crusty star i'm joined by the ever beautiful ever effervescent oridian but we got a special guest here who bullied me earlier who i in turn had to bully him to show up on the show guns up for phil everyone bang 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 welcome hi everybody hi iridian hi phil welcome to our house the two-woman power trip gotta do today um, that's crazy, right? We have a whole man joining us today. Insane. Uh, that's not Rick. You, that's not Rick. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to be careful in, in my city and telling people to put guns up for certain people. So <laughs> I, I relax on that a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, no, bullying does work. I did on the way out of our episode. I grabbed it. I was like, hey, man, for a solid, a solid two months, I was like head of the Collider's Collision um, Committee. I was like, yo, we collide every week. And I'm just like, hey, man. And I, I kept looking. I'm like, hey, man, Fightful has a collision review show. And here we are. I'm sorry. I'm oblivious. Anytime, listen, anytime you want to pull up, just be like, yo, where's my invite? You're going to get the link. At, <laughs> at, at one point, there were people that wanted us to move Grapsity to Sunday because they wanted us to review collision. Mm. This was a thing. Well, guess what, Mimi? You're getting the best of both worlds, kind of, sort of. We'll get Reg on here one night. Reg will work nights one day. <laughs> We're going to bully him into it. We'll do it. I'll see I'll see him at the post show on Thursday. Like, you're right. <laughs> what are we doing? Before we get too much into it, ladies and gentlemen, if you're having a good time, go ahead and like this video. Give us a thumbs up. You can send us your thoughts with a super chat. It's somewhere around here in the YouTube land. If that doesn't work for you, pal, you can go ahead and send us a humper chat. And don't forget to subscribe to Fightful Select. It's the best $5 in the business, $54 a year. Get into it, and you're going to get the stories aggregated from us anyway. Why not just get it from the sauce? Fightful Select. 
Ding. Are you guys ready to cover Collision? Sure are. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This show opened up with a stiff, stiff match of John Moxley versus Shane Taylor. And God damn. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> the theme of this week's episode was God damn. Because every match from the word go was stiff. Um, what I thought was going to happen was maybe Shane get a little bit of offense, but that was not the case. There was a time when Shane Taylor was trying to slap the chest hairs and the chest meat off of John Moxley. Um, <laughs> Lee Moriarty cheating with the pump kick on the outside. Um, Got to give a shout out to Nig- Nigel McGinnis was on one, as always. Phil, do you keep up with Collision? Of course I do. So you know every week Nigel McGinnis is in here getting his yuck yucks off, and anytime he can hate on Brian Danielson, which he kept it to a minimum until the the, the main event, which I was proud of him. But he said during this match, <laughs> he had said something, and Tony said, "I just want to make sure you aren't making things up, Nigel." Then I was like, "Me, no, never. I would never." Um, we get the finish where John Moxley chokes out um Shane Taylor in a rear choke, and he puts Shane Taylor to sleepy sleep. Oridian, what did you think of this match? (laughs) You know what? This was really hot right off the bat. And I'm glad that they made it the first match of the night, right? Because you were like, oh my goodness, this is just going to be good. And the fact that, you know, he uh, passed out while John was choking him. I'm like, perfect. He looks strong. We came out looking good. 10 out of 10. And then Mox grabs the mic and all hell technically breaks loose because even commentary is like, all right, we're going to give John Moxley a hot mic. Well, I don't know if we want to do that. You're starting off the show. You just finished the match. Who knows what's going to happen? But man, I think I really enjoyed this match. Um, definitely hoping to see more of Shane Taylor because I really don't know much about him, like outside of, of AEW and like that ring mm-hmm. of honor. I'm glad that commentary did mention um, that he was a champion in ring of honor before and um, just kind of his accolades. So that really helped me out, but I thought it was great. Phil, what did you think? Um, I thought it was great. I, I can, I can see the vision in almost everything that John is doing now. He's slimming down more and more. He's getting in better shape. I, 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 I saw the energy in that promo afterwards. That man wants to be IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Um, he's got a really, really good track record in the city of Chicago at winning championships. And he's going to main event Windy City Riot. It feels like this is him his entire time preparing you guys because he wants that belt. We are going to hop and grab a super chat real quick. Starting us off right, we got James Zimmerman saying, Saturday night is all right for fighting. Great show. I agree. This was a strong fight. There was a lot of lariat decapitation <laughs> in this match as well. Um, we have us another super chat from Anime Otaku saying the rankings coming back feels like good news. But is it wrong to be concerned we might see more X's in action matches since Dark is gone? I mean, I'm not going to hold you. I, I personally... I'm not a fan of ranking in professional wrestling because, listen, sometimes, sometimes if the storyline is there, the wins and losses don't matter. It's, it's, hey, what do you think, Phil, about wins and losses in rankings? I'm glad the rankings are back. I'm glad that that booking philosophy is back because that was the thing that made AEW different. 
And so I feel like going back to like the sports-based wrestling, I think they learned their lesson with the Continental Classic. And I think that that was a step in the right direction. So, man, yeah, bring them rankings back, man. What do you think about the rankings, Iridian? I, I, I am a fan of the rankings if they're going to mean something. Yeah. Uh, so that's just going to be up to AEW because, you know, they could have a bunch of wins under someone and then not give them any opportunities. And then they could have someone who is ranked really low and then give them a majority of like, you know, championship uh, pushes. So who knows if it means something, I'm all for it, but yeah, we'll see what happens with AEW. I kept trying to tell people that they were setting people up with this with the hook match and people were trying to act like the hook match didn't mean anything. And I was like, they keep mentioning his record. Why would they do that if it wasn't leading to something? I mean, that's fair. And that's a great segue because after that, we did get the Hook versus Joe video package. And it was something that me and Phil and Reg were talking about earlier on Grapsity, which you guys should go check out, by the way, plugging Fightful on Fightful. What a novel concept. Um, it was. It, it is something that you have to put respect on Hook's name. You can't look at the record and be like, okay, Hook is a nobody. There's no way you're still saying that now after this. So if the rankings mean something, I'm totally for it. But if it doesn't, we don't need to add, uh, all right, all right, knock it off. I don't, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. If it don't mean nothing, don't bring it up. You know what I mean? Don't bring it up. <laughs> the next match we got was the Cope Open, which I kind of hate this thing. I'm not going to hold you. I don't know why. I just kind of hate it. I don't know. I'm going to be that guy. I kind of hate the name. But it rolls off the tongue, so here we are. It was the Cope Open <laughs> versus Adam Copeland versus Dante Martin. All things considered, Dante Martin didn't get squashed, so I think that was a W on my book. I was thinking, how are they going to follow up this John Moxley-Shane Taylor match? And they followed it up very well. Dante Martin giving Adam Copeland everything he has. Oh, so I just read my next note was saying, all things considered, he didn't get squashed, and Nigel McGinnis is a fucking hater. <laughs> Stay hating, man. Stay hating. For the free. Whole- For free. Stay hating. The whole time he kept bringing up Christian on commentary. Great stuff. Honestly, I I didn't hate it. What did you think about the match overall, Phil? Did you did you enjoy it? Did you think well let me just hop, hop to the finisher? We get the grindhouse. Um, I think that was called something else. Was it the executioner before? Yes. Okay, so we get the grindhouse on from on Dante from Adam Copeland. Overall, a good match. Phil, what are your thoughts on this match? I thought it was great. I think Dante has been really impressive since he came back. He's not just coming out and doing the high spots. He's not just coming out and doing the flippy stuff. He's also showing other variations to his, his um, game. He's looked really good. You can see he's been in the gym. He's bulked up. Uh-huh. Really impressed with Dante. Very glad they're going to keep the tag feud going with the private party as well because those guys cooked on Wednesday. So, yeah, I, I think the Cope Open has been a success so far. I really liked the match last week as well. Um I was wondering where we were going with Copeland after the loss at uh, the last pay-per-view. And so far, so good. Iridian, what'd you think about this? Were you surprised that Dante got as much offense in as I was? I was not surprised. I'm a big fan of Dante, and I Mm -hmm. love Top Flight. And I was all for their pushes before, you know, their injuries. But, you know... um, as soon as I saw Dante answer this, I'm like, this is going to be a good match. I knew he was going to be flying everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God, does that mean that 
Adam's going to be flying everywhere. Like he's mm-hmm. got to like they have to find uh, a middle ground for this. And I don't like the name, the whatever the challenge, the open challenge is, the, the Copeland <laughs> open. open challenge. The Copeland open. I still call him uh, Edge. So I'm just having a hard time still adjusting to the name change. But Dante had this really great um, avalanche power bomb, and I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that all of these young people are getting these opportunities. But then he yeah. did bring it up, you know, afterwards that he's like, it's all the young guys. But yeah. I think it's it's really great. And I like that about AEW, that they do want to focus more on their younger talent because essentially, like, that's their future, right? You have to yeah. these younger these younger kids. And I think Dante is going to be, oh, my God. The sky's the limit for him because like in 10 years could you imagine what he's going to be doing it's going to be mm-hmm. so good but man yeah, I, yeah. Thought, I thought this was a good match i want to ask you specifically iridian because we had drew this comparison earlier on grab city that top flight is more of the jeff hardy the hardy boys and private parties more edging christian edging with christian. their shenanigans mm-hmm. i wanted to ask you what you thought about that that's a really great comparison because, you know, Top Flight, yeah. in their name, they're high flyers. These guys are mm-hmm. quick. And Private Party is all about the vlogs, kind of the look, and the comedic aspect of it. And I feel like, you know, down the line, this could be a rivalry that is like no other. Private Party and Top Flight could go years down. People are going to be like, wow, that was just fantastic. But that's a really great comparison. I haven't even thought of that yet. That's that's really cool. It is something that you could say that this is AEW's mm-hmm. tag team thing and yeah. not and it'd be homegrown and nothing against people like FTR and House of Black, but to have top flight and private party people like like a Ricky Starks, like a MJF, that's that's homegrown. That's we grew it from the dirt, baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do get a post-match interview, like Iridian said, with um Tony Schiavone. I love saying his name incorrectly. I'm so I'm sorry, Tony. Please don't beat me up in real life. Um, he did mention that it was only young guys, but I don't hate that largely because I think it gives the younger guys a platform where you can't say who the heck is Griff Garrison or who is Hook or who is Dante Martin as a singles competitor, especially when Dante had to compete um, as a single competitor for quite some time without his brother. Mm -hmm. He also said that he's going to do what Christian said he was going to do, outwork everyone and grind and work. He also said he was a five-course meal and then was confused at his own line. Phil, I want to ask you, how do you feel about the post-match interview? And also, do you think that this means we're cope open no matter what until he runs into a faction? Um, Yeah, I think we're going to keep this going until he gets the rematch with Christian. I think that's where this is leading. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Maybe somebody in the Christian faction answers the cope open. I can see um, Nick Wayne possibly. The fact that it's all been young guys, I can see Nick Wayne being one of the guys that answers the challenge. And we know how Christian is about his son. Uh, very protective of his son. So that could be the thing that gets this feud back going. Yeah, that's a good point, Phil, that maybe Nick Wayne also being a young talent could also answer this Cope Open. I know later on in Collision, they announced a match for... Um, Adam Copeland later. I don't know if that's part of the challenge, um, but they did announce that he's going to have a match. So that's going to be interesting because that's going to be yeah. with Suzuki, which mm. what even is that? That's insane, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, never thought I'd see the yeah. day Adam Copeland wrestling, New Japan wrestlers. Excuse me? Could possibly be wrestling one Okada soon, maybe. Um, but 
that the other part about it is um, they brought the ranking back. So at this point, at, at some point, Christian's not going to be able to say no to him anymore because if he racks up enough wins with the open challenge, right. you got to give him his match. Yep, that's true. That's true. Again, it all depends. When I say I don't like it, it's, it all depends on how they use it. If you're not going to do anything with it, if you're going to actually use it to justify things, not like, I don't know. I, I, you've, I've been burned before and I'm like, yeah, I don't need it. It's kind of like the six sided <laughs> ring. It was cute, but I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. Um, gotta give, gotta give Copeland credit for pulling off that spear out of midair as well. Oh my um, God. That was that beautiful. Was beautiful. The way that he is able to pull spears out of nowhere, just like Randy Orton's able to RKO out of nowhere is a thing of beauty. And that, that was just so good. One of the highlights of that match tonight for sure. We're going to hop into another super chat real here and we're going to give it to every time your name comes up, you make me, you make my dyslexia jump right out. Cause I keep wanting to say Orion Ben. And I'm like, is that right? I don't feel like it is, but that's what we're going to go with today. Will shadow will shadow watch today and went and went Phil agreed to come on tonight. AEW turn it up. Hi, Crescent Iridian colliders tonight. STP forever. We appreciate you. Orion Ben. I feel like I still feel like I'm saying your name wrong. The D is for Liz Dexia, and is that's it? what I got. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I'm gonna we're gonna go into the backstage interview with Lexi there, Claudio Casignoli, and Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson is a bully. He really to me, he cooked when he said the lowest point in my career was losing to Eddie Kingston. The highest point for Eddie Kingston was when he, in his career, was beating me. Bro, I don't know if y'all have ever seen the Street Fighter movie, but that was M. Bison. For you, the day that M. Bison came into your life was the greatest day. It was a pivotal moment. It changed your life. For me, it was just a Tuesday. You son of a... <laughs> that was so mean. But also, Claudio says something that ends up mirroring Eddie Kingston later on when he's like, why are we talking about Eddie Kingston again? I'm tired of this guy for like 15 months. I had to talk about Eddie Kingston and now we talking about him again. And we're like, I had to hear him for 20 years. I'm sick of Eddie Kingston. Um, he's like, yo, and also sorry, RT, you're just about to get beat up. So what did you think about this backstage promo? Uh, I thought it was great. I, I think the fact that these guys are all still keeping the same energy. I think the fact that they all still hate each other is amazing i think it's <laughs> i think it's great that particular claudio is just like nope nope it's all on site and i also you know this being collision this starting as a cm punk show i love the idea that you're keeping the energy that this guy has called this guy a bum from the very beginning and this has been a thing that continued to go on his show <laughs> <laughs> Aridian, what did you think of this backstage promo man i love the blackpool combat club and <laughs> Brian Danielson, chaotic, because not only was he talking about like, oh, you know, that was your highlight. He was telling Eddie that, yeah, it was a good run for, for you. It was a great run, but a, a good run doesn't make you great. So I was like, damn, sir, you really got him with that one. Like, I, I don't know, he man. Cooking. He was right. I know he was backstage taking his little notes. He's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to say this on camera. Like, people are going to eat this up. <laughs> In the kitchen, and I'm cooking like a stir fry. <laughs> and I think Moxley, too, you know, in his promo uh, at the end of his match, he was like, if you still want to be my friend, my my coworker, my colleague, keep the hell up. 
So I think this was also keeping up with like the energy of Mox of like, mm -hmm. all right, we're here to fight. You guys got to start picking up some wins, right? Because it was not looking so good. So BCC I mean, is stepping it up and I see it here. This promo, this promo was really good. I mean, but the other takeaway of this is the big guy, the big Japan guy for all this time has been Eddie. Eddie went and he went, got the strong mm -hmm. championship and he's like, all right, man, that's cool. I'm going for the main belt. Like, keep up with me. Hey, you can keep that little cute belt. I am going for the big main belt. <laughs> he said, I got other things to do. Since we're talking about a bunch of big belts, I want to get into this Humper chat from Tony P saying, Tony Khan heard the 2023 slander and said, okay, time to bless you fuckers for real with possibly Monet Okada rankings your new favorite woman from west africa i mean come on she was she was cooking tonight and i will throw in suzuki versus copeland for shits and giggles i will say i will say even even i you know me i always tweet at 9 20 here comes a woman's match yo they got me gal it was 8 42 this time they got me they got me gal <laughs> I was about to message you. I was like, that's how you know Thunder Rosa got power. She said, you put me on 40 minutes into the show in the first hour, not the second hour. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, that's, we do have a backstage promo with Nexi Nair and Private Party, but they just said they're running it back. So no shade. We moving on to the match of Thunder Rosa hey, versus Queen Aminata. You, you, you're just going to move on from Do-Rag Lexi? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The fact that Lexi was out, you know, all right, guys, back to you. Peace. I was Yo. cackling. <laughs> Honestly, Lexi there every day for Kat. We were talking about this earlier too. So such good anchors because Lexi is yes. kind of just like mm. I'm with it. Like <laughs> and Renee is over it. Lexi's with it. And Renee is just like I hate this place, but not really. <laughs> I know I they go through it. They go through it absolutely because, like, I know they have to be stressed. Because even later, you know, when Lexi came back and was talking to Ortiz and and uh, Eddie, I was like, man, I know I'd be sweating if I had to talk yes. to all these people, not knowing what was gonna happen. And then a do rag gets put on me. Like, <sighs> come on. <laughs> Also, shout out to um, nobody guzzling water. <laughs> this fucking, uh, the, I tried to do that and I just made a mess and I'll never do that again. And no, I'm not doing it on camera. <laughs> Leave it to the professionals. <laughs> if you want me to do it on camera, we're going to need a 4000 a small loan of $4,444 to this super chat directly. Or you can send it to my bank account. I'm kidding. <laughs> Our next match is Thunder Rosa versus Queen Aminata, and this truly was a match in thirds. I thought at first that this match was going real slow, and I was like, listen, it could be Thunder Rosa ring rust. It could be Aminata trying to figure each other out. But by the time they came back from that first picture and picture, these two girls were slugging each other. They were beating the crap out of each other. That chop from... <laughs> Aminata from the beginning on Thunder Rosa was brutalist. This match was very, I don't want to say it was paint by numbers, but it was kind of like by the books. I'm mm -hmm. not mad at it. It was a stiff, strong match. We get in what I feel like is an abrupt ending with Thunder Rosa hitting a Tijuana bomb to the side on Queen Aminata. And I'm just wondering if that was, let's just get out of here. Because I felt like that match had like another <laughs> five, seven minutes. I felt like it could breathe a little bit more. So I was a little confused. Oridian, did you feel the same way about the finish? What did you think about the match overall? Yeah, I agree with you that for me, it started off a little slow. Mm -hmm. I feel like anytime I watch Thunder Rosa, and I don't know if you guys will be able to like, feel or if you feel the same way that I feel like she wrestles heavy 
in she's terms stiff. of she's yeah like she's strong i feel like i know she goes to the gym and she just lifts weights right yeah <laughs> so it was a little slow for me but right after that picture in picture i'm like okay they got it they're in in the zone and she had uh, thunder rosa had a tijuana bomb which was great i'm i don't think i've seen it before or if i have i haven't paid attention but both women were quick and i think thunder rosa really sees opportunity in everything there's some moments where you know she went for the pinfall and i was like oh my god like yeah i didn't like i wouldn't have thought to go in that moment for that so yeah i i think um uh queen how, how do you pronounce it amanada that's uh, how they were pronouncing it yeah. Queen Aminata, she looked great in the ring. And man, her presentation is so good. I, I'm expecting big things from her in this company. Phil, what did you feel about Queen Aminata giving the stiff right on back to Thunder Rosa this match? She always works kind of stiff. Um, every time I watch her wrestle, I'm like, I would love to see her in Japan because she just works like that kind of style. And um, man, every time I've seen her over the last two weeks, I'm like, man, they got to start giving her some wins, man. They gotta, they mm-hmm. gotta give, they gotta start moving her forward, man. Cause she's ready, man. She's so dynamic. Um, she just looks different. She has a, a better presentation. She's just ready, man. I've been saying that for years, though. Like I just think that she's, she's, she's special. There's nobody else out there that looks like Queen Aminata. There's nobody out there that looks like that and wrestles like that. She just, they got something in her. I hope they realize that. Uh, but. Um, I thought this was a really good uh, return match for uh, Thunder Rosa. I, we haven't seen her do a whole bunch of one-on-one since she's been back. And you can see like some of the rust here because it did start slow. But um, I think once they got into the groove, it got better and better. Um, but yeah, I definitely caught as well by the end of the match. She was just like, yeah, all champions are on notice. I'm like, that's right. Go get your belt that you never lost. Come uh, on now. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I uh, I kind of feel like they're going back to Th- Thunder Rosa Tony. They kind of have to, don't they? I agree with that because she never lost it, and I think that we've all been we want Thunder Rosa as champion, and like for real, stop. You did it for Tony for real, and maybe not right this moment, mm-hmm. but she deserves her run back. Absolutely. You think yeah. she's gonna beat Tony though? I think she could. I wouldn't do it right now. Tony Storm is just too hot. She's too yeah. hot right now. I wouldn't do it right now. That's like maybe we could talk about it midsummer for real. We could talk about it midsummer. We could talk about it midsummer. Tony too hot right now. Come on yeah, now. Yeah, she she, she can sell shoes right now. Just, just aerodynamic <laughs> shoes, bro. Like <laughs> they, they gotta bring back the drums at the beginning of Thunder Rose's theme song as well. I miss it. Like it, it's just yeah. like the thing that lets you know she's coming out. This show is sponsored by Better Help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. 
You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. It's like her It's like her glass breaking. That's true. That's glass true. Breaking. <laughs> we have a super chat from Prominence Flair. Thank you so much. It says, with Amanada sign and in the sky blue position, darn, I really hope she nails it. I think she would be a great TBS champion, IMO. I agree with that. Amazing work recently. I agree with that. I also agree with Phil that she does need some wins. I would yeah. love to see her versus Abaddon. I think her and Abaddon would absolutely tear it up. I think that'd be fantastic. Um, maybe, maybe Amanada versus um, Red Velvet. Trisha Dora. Yeah. But I um. see my problem with, with Trisha Dora and Queen Amanada is that for AEW eyes, they would kind of be seen on the same level. And I don't want either one of them to lose to either one of them. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think they would both need a good win because they're both really, really good. And people will just like, well, they're the same person. No, they're not. Like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I don't know what the Supercard of Liner match is, but I want. I kind of want it to be Queen Amanada versus Athena. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it, I don't know who Athena's opponent is, but I would kind of really like it for me. Amanada. I wouldn't hate that either. Next, we get a um, a backstage interview with Lexi Nair and Ortiz, Eddie Kingston. Um, Ortiz cuts a cute little promo. I respect Ortiz trying to do something. He's like, sometimes family fights, and you guys may be a well-oiled machine, but you're not family. And all I could hear is, it's about family, and the Fast and Furious music starts playing or something. Like, it's all about family. But in true Eddie Kingston fashion, with the same way he does the, the intro to Saturday, he's like, I don't care. I don't care. Are we done? Are we done? I want to fight him. I hate Claudio Castle. I hate his breath. I hate the way he breathes. I hate his house. I hate his eyeballs. I hate his eyelashes. Like, <laughs> he's like I just don't want to tell him talk about it anymore. Do you guys have any thoughts on this segment? Man, I literally was like they are best friends like claudio and eddie kingston they're the same person and maybe that's why they don't get along right because the mannerisms were the same the way that Mm -hmm. they acted and they were like no 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 like what are we doing here stop talking to me about him like let's go do something let's go fight and eddie kingston when he just starts like all right guys what are we doing saturday saturday (laughs) man like come on literally he's hilarious he is hilarious i love it Uh phil I feel bad for Ortiz, man, because I feel like uh, I feel well, let me explain why I feel bad for Ortiz, because I feel like they had something good, good going with that Santana match Mm -hmm. and they were having the good promos. It led to the match and then it went nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, so you're not going to put them back together as a tag team. 
you're not going to really flesh out that story anymore. And now he's just back with Eddie. And I was just like, come on, man. And I, I thought he did good in this segment. I thought Eddie did the usual Eddie stick and all of it was fun. But the whole time I was sitting there thinking like, man, what are you guys doing with Ortiz, man? Like, kid be doing so much more with this guy. Yeah. I agree with that. We got another Humper chat here from Van Twinblade saying, the best Chicago Phil in the collision review? Bang, no, gang bang, scissor gang for la la life. Gang. Y'all banging? We out here floss flagging, man. (laughs) I think there's a missed opportunity to be the ass bang scissor gang. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. It was a missed opportunity. (laughs) Don't listen to me, y'all. Sometimes Chris will just be saying stuff. Uh, We have a $10 super chat. Thank you so much, Dex Spacer. Dex Baker for your generosity saying, I'm sitting currently sitting in the arena watching RH. Main takeaways from my experience. The kids love Daniel Garcia and Eddie Kingston. And the bang bang scissor gang is H-O-T. Hot, 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 hot. What do we think about the bang bang scissor gang, Iridian? Okay. I didn't think that this was going to happen. I really thought that Jay White was going to talk to the guns and be like, all right, guys, no, like we got to wait for juice. We can't make this decision without him. Like what's going on. And immediately when they scissored, I was like, there's no way, there's no way that this just happened. I was confused. I was a little worried. Cause I'm like, all right, this could be great or this could go terribly wrong. Right. But I am excited because I know the merch is going to go crazy. Oh, like, oh, oh, you already know you, <laughs> you already know. <laughs> I know the merch is going to be wild. They were already cheering. Um, what is it? The the Bang Bang Scissor Gang or, or wh- whatever it is. And then um, I know that we wanted the chant to be um, Scissor Me Bang Bang Gang. So there, there's just so many ways that this can go. I am so ready for it. But I didn't think it was going to happen tonight. I thought they would have, you know, stretched this out a little bit more, given a little deeper story. But I guess they don't really need it, right? Because, you know, it's Billy Gunn and then his kids. True. Phil, Daniel Garcia, the youth, them love it, and Eddie Kingston. What do you think about the youth loving Eddie Kingston, who's king of the bums, and Daniel Garcia, who now, for all intents and purposes, we'll get to this later, has pinned every member of House of Black? Um, I, I think the new Tron for Daniel is crazy. <laughs> the psychedelic, whatever it is of him, like, doing the dance and, like, Technicolor, it's wild. Um, Man. Daniel's another one, man. I feel like you got to start. He's starting to get the wins after Continental Classic. Got to put some gold on that guy, man. He's like he's he's so good, he, and I think he's he's getting it together with the character stuff. He's so good. I get it, and I also get why. What's not to like about Eddie Kingston? He's uh-huh. the ultimate underdog. Um, he comes out and he just says what's on his mind. He's perfect, man. And I think like the last year, you can make a strong argument that he was like one of the best wrestlers of twenty twenty three. Um, he had an amazing 2023 from the G1 to the Continental Classic. He had a great year. Um, I don't believe I don't believe Jay White, by the way. I do not believe that he is going to stay in this group. I think that he is he is playing these guys. He's going to turn on them as soon as he gets a chance. 
Interesting. Low key, high key. I low key feel that way too. Yeah. We've I seen him do that. this too many times. Yeah. Uh, we've seen him do this with Chaos. He went and joined Chaos. The only reason he did it is so he can hang around and then leave and join Bullet Club. Uh, he took the shirt from Kenny and then he pr- proceeded to hit him with a Blade Runner. No, no, no. I don't trust this guy. <laughs> he's not going to stay. He's not going to stay with them, man. He's going to turn on him. I want to round out these next two super chats from Amish Electrician electrician what a funny name thank you so much <laughs> fight full roulette today double crescent double you fill double your pleasure double your fun and he also says another super chat say nick wayne i'm <clears throat> sorry nick wayne on the yo my dyslexia is on one today nick wayne stood <laughs> on the open a post-match beat down with the patriarchy brings out hook who will challenge each member and eventually beat christian Okay, so we're going to say, first of all, we love Phil over here. And then second of all, we're going to say, I'm not mad at that idea. Phil, since you got the first Super Chat, what do you think about this one? What do you think about Hook challenging each member of the patriarchy, eventually beating that dastardly turtle, that Christian? Um, I really like the idea of him beating him and becoming a TNT champion. Um, there's just too many notes there that make sense. I mean, this guy has, has spent this entire run um, making fun of people whose parent is dead. And, like, the work dad that's there is Taz. It just it writes itself. Iridium, what do you think about that? Hook, Hook possibly choking out Christian or Christian getting double choked out by Hook and Taz. We love a father-son bonding moment. <laughs> you know what? They would be iconic if they really got together and were a father and son duo. But I, I don't know, man. I think it's a possibility. I wouldn't count um, Hook out because I think he's about to have a crazy 2024. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be his year. But I would like to see it. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> I'm, I wouldn't be mad. Can you imagine a visual where Taz is choking you out and Hook got you like in an ankle lock or something like that? Are you... <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Christian just like being choked out by Hook and then like his arms are like flailing. He's asking for help. Like Luchasaurus is like being, you know. Kill switch. His name is Kill switch. Kill switch. I'm not calling him that. He's so, he's just so much better. Luchasaurus like, oh my God. I he's agree. lost. He's lost in his ways currently. But, you know, he'll be back to Luchasaurus, I believe, by the summer. He's a dinosaur. His head is tiny. It's very easy to trick him, okay? It's not his fault. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here at the part of the show where I know you guys are really here for. We have the Ring of Honor Six-Man Championships, Bullet Club Gold Champions, Bullet Club Gold in-ring promo with the acclaim, and the Bang Bang Scissor Gang was formed on this day. We had the crowd. First of all, we got to give a shout-out to them saying, where's Juice? Because even the crowd was like, this is crazy. How are you going to celebrate without Juice? And card blade switchboard <laughs> was retired. And uh, what they say? Cardboard juice. Juice box <laughs> has been now formed. So we are now getting free merch. You, you, this is free merch. Free merch right here. And now we've got the acclaim. I think that ass bang scissor gang is a missed opportunity. But how do you guys feel about this super group? I'm going to give the Florida Iridian first. I want to hear, I because I know you love the acclaimed, and I know you are recently like, damn, the ass boys got me, gal. <laughs> yeah, so I was not part of 
uh, a fan of, of the guns and they've kind of grown on me being in in bullet club and i'm like ah oh, man and now with the acclaimed who i absolutely love i think they're fantastic this super group is it's probably going to be unstoppable because the audience is for it. The fans are going to eat this up. They played me for like five seconds because I thought Juice Robinson was going to come out. I was like, oh, is he better? What's happening? What are we doing here? And then they brought out the cardboard version, which I'm like, man, do they know how to work with merch? Because these little mini cardboards are $40. $40. Yeah, they are buying two because you need one for the show and one to keep it for Steve position. Exactly. And now you need to get a Jay White one and you need to get a Juice one. So I can only my imagine. friends are full. Exactly. It's going to be a two for one sale already. know for 4th of July, that's what they're going to do. But yeah, I didn't think the super group was going to be formed, but I, it's going to be insane. I know we're going to be talking about this every week, how crazy it's going to get. Um, and also Nigel, when they were, uh, the guns were talking about like, oh, it's great to be here. And, and then, you know, Nigel was like, oh my God, that's so great. That's an original line. I can't believe that they said that. And it's like, come on guys, come on. Yo, we know. Nigel is Nigel is a menace to society, just like Stokely Hathaway is. <laughs> Nigel's wild, man. So what do you think about this? Are you here for the bang bang scissor gang? Jay, you got your gun scissors up? How what's even Whoa, the, the finger movements? People, it's gonna be wild. They're gonna my have arthritis? To you don't think I'm throwing up crypt? <laughs> I I love the idea that Jay White not being there a year is now mixed up in this comedy act. And anybody that's skeptical about Okada coming there, they can immediately go, see, Okada, don't come there. See how they're booking this guy? Again, I don't think he's going to stay in this faction. I think he's going to turn on them. You can see the signs of it. Um, I think they're merging those belts, too, because you don't need two sets of trios belts. Like, why, why do you need two sets of trios belts? There's a million belts on that show. I'm not going to hold you. Between ROH and AEW, everyone should have a title at this point. If they're not merging those belts, they should. Because you don't need two sets of trios belts. But they did say, you know, now that uh, the Bullet Club gold is the ROH champs or whatever, they are going to be defending them in Ring of Honor. So if we can move towards that way, I, you know, I think that'd be good. Yeah. I mean, I think that it, that's the way it should be. I hated that that was the way when Max and Cole were champions that they were never on ROH television. Um, so good. And, and I think Jay White would be a guy that's like, yeah, of course, I want to do ROH. But um, yeah, I don't think they're long for those belts. And I don't think they're long for the stable, man. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're going to stay with the stable. I think they're going to turn in the acclaim as soon as they get a chance. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily hate it. You know what I mean? That's not bad because I do think that there is a potential, especially with House of Black being DK scary, but, you know, kind of like the same problem with um, Dark Order. You got to you gotta win something to be scary. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's just the facts. You have the great presentation, but if you ain't winning, that's just, ooh, spooky, scary. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I would love to see them do something. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't want them to merge the belts. Because I think Ring of Honor needs to have its own thing. If you can do it with Athena, where your Athena's her own standalone champion, you could do that with Ring of Honor. But I think that'll come in time with the deal eventually on TV, having them with a bigger presentation on a bigger stage. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. I don't hate the, the ass-bang scissor gang. And if you don't hate the ass-bang scissor gang, I got something for you. Hello. Do you have a limp penis? A difficulty getting it erect? Boy, do I have a product for you. 
bluechew.com and the code Fightful will help fix that. Blue Chew has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But they work a lot faster because it's a chewable. It's also much more affordable. Use that promo code Fightful. Get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. One of the best parts, it's discreet. No awkward in-person doctor's visits. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. It's shipped straight to your door when approved by an online physician. You want to check this out. It will help you. It is a good product. It will make your sex life better. BlueChew.com, the code Fightful. Rock hard, Juice Robinson. Get rock hard with Blue Chew. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> we had a backstage promo after that with um, Tony Storm. It was a video package on Deanna Perrazzo. And Tony Storm has proven that 2024 is being Delulu is the Salulu, baby. Maybe, maybe not on the same planet. She was like, I know who you are. First of all, she pronounced her name correctly. Deanna Perrazzo said a Deanna Palazzo, which hilarious. She's like, I remember you. She also said, yeah, I know. I was always envious of your technical prowess, but I have this sexuality. I'm like, what is happening here? It was, <laughs> it was it was weird, right? And then she was like, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to eat you. And I was like, where is this going? Where I thought she was reciting the lyrics to the 90s, Nine Inch Nails song, I want to F you like an animal. Closer. I was like, what are you talking about? I want to eat you. And I'm going to lick you. I'm going to flip it and reverse it. It's your flipping. This <laughs> <laughs> So what did you think of this video package? Uh, I, I, this is the same thing they showed on Dynamite. And both times I watched it, I laughed that um, Mariah try, tried to start talking. And then she shushed, shushed her and put her hand on her face. And while she was talking, she still kept her hand on her face the entire time. Hilarious. I'm just like, just everything she does, the mannerisms, um, what she's saying is funny. It's just, they just, again, I I don't see her losing anytime soon. She's just too hot. Um she's too good. And and you can just use her for too many things. She's always great on commentary. Uh, this week when she kept trying to call uh, Ian Riccoboni, Shivani, he's like, man, you look so much better. Like, what happened to you? And she was like feeding them like cookies. It was great. There were macrons. <laughs> she, she's so funny. Is she something else? And sometimes I'm like, is this too much? I know it's not. I don't, I think she can still do a little bit more. She could still yeah. do a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I do like the addition of Mariah because you know, like it's going to be, she's going to turn on, on her eventually. So we're going to have to see how, how that plays out. But also I noticed in the promo tonight, I'm like, is Luther a little jealous that Mariah is now also trying to get in, in the picture? Cause she was walking with her and he's kind of like giving her like a dirty look. So I don't know if that's going to be a part of the storyline, but also this is just so good. She's just yeah. doing such great work and man, she, she's killing it and, and throwing the shoes. So tits out guys. It's free merch. Like, honestly, if you want to make women's merch, I would buy some Tony Storm shoes. Some Tony Storm chocolates. Are you kidding me? <laughs> With the little feathers. <laughs> that are aerodynamic. You can hit your kids from the next room. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. I love Tony Storm. This is honestly the greatest thing. Next, we had Buddy Matthews versus Daniel Garcia. Now, Buddy Matthews came out with House of Black, and as soon as everyone made their intro, intro and 
Um, Daniel Garcia got down. Next thing you know, he started hitting that retro. Dun, 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 dun. Here come FTR coming down to the ring, which I'm not mad about. Because I want us to go back to that Daniel Garcia, you are a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're yeah, you're a professional wrestler. You're not a sports entertainer. And FTR is the perfect group to follow that up on. <clears throat> they evened up the odds. So before this match, at this point, Daniel Garcia had wins over Brody King and Malachi Black in House of Black. The only person he hadn't pinned was Buddy Matthews. Spoiler alert, he pins Buddy Matthews. I think he's the only person in AEW to pin every member of House of Black. So I'm like, come on, Garcia. Um, I do like that FTR was out there motivating Garcia. There was a huge knee on Garcia to the outside, which... Garcia ends up reversing or like turning it into a pal driver on Matthews on apron on the apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. If you believe the, the reports, um, <laughs> I love this for Daniel Garcia really getting in all that offense. And also the 10 count was really crazy as well because they really could have, it, it should have been 10. It was 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 10. But I give it up to the ref for using the ref discretion. Also got to give the shout-outs to that sharpshooter that Garcia got on Matthews. That was in deep, so deep that, once again, this happened to Garcia before that he was able to slam his head down. Like, bro, you you going back too far. There's a reason why Bret Hart didn't go back that far. What are you doing? The match <laughs> finishes with, like, a surprise. I want to say like a surprise roll-up, but it was almost like a reversal. I don't even know how to describe it because it happened, and then Daniel Garcia's music hit, and then there was a brawl. So before we get into the brawl Iridium, what did you think of the match, Garcia, pinning every member of House of Black? I was shook, okay? I didn't expect Danny to pick up this win. I gasped. It was, I, I guess for me, it happened, like, so quick in that, like, roll-up. But I love that every match that we see with Danny Garcia, you know that this guy's a professional wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jericho, for so long, they, when he was with them, like, no, guys, we're, we're sports entertainers, right? But... This was just so good. And I feel like after you watch a couple of Danny Garcia matches, like there's no way that you can't take him seriously, right? Like you know that this guy can kick ass. So it, man, it was just incredible. And when Buddy Matthews started bleeding, I was like, oh my God, this, because it wasn't just a regular thing. It was like right above his nose. So I'm like, Mm. I hope it's okay. I don't know if it's like a broken nose or anything, but um, that was crazy that that happened. And Buddy had some vicious knees tonight i mean i they're usually vicious but tonight he was he wasn't holding back and i was a little scared for danny but this match was so good i this was probably one of my favorite favorite match of the night and that's including the main event on the card like i think this was the the match to um to look out for especially with everything that happened afterwards which we'll talk about right now but mm-hmm. it's great phil what did you think about the match overall before we get into the post-match brawl um i thought it was a really good match um Probably second best match uh, on this card. Um, uh, Buddy was holding the A button, um, snapping those <laughs> knees on people. Um, <laughs> um, he, he hit like three of them in this match where I'm just like, where does he keep coming from with this sudden knee out of nowhere? Um, he caught he caught Daniel out of midair with one on, uh, on the outside. But like towards the end of the match, he hit him with one. And I was like, oh, that's. That's got to be it. That's, <laughs> that's the end of this match, right? See you, see you later, Daniel. Um, apparently not. Um, I also like the idea that Garcia's been hanging around with those other two Bret Hart marks long enough that now he's doing all the Bret Hart spots. And <laughs> I think it's, I mean, I think rude, it's great right. I think it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I man, I think the, all of the storytelling from the Continental Classic of 
Garcia going from coming in being the JAS guy that just does the sports entertainment stuff and being kind of conflicted throughout the tournament of, hey, man, maybe I should just go back to being a pro wrestler and I'll get some wins. And I think by the end of the tournament, he was just like, no, just do you, just do a mix of both, just find balance. Uh-huh. And ever since then, he's he's gotten it right on the nose. He's He's just being himself and it's working. I agree with that. No, I think that he's finding his own way that there is a mix between you can absolutely have this as long as you have this in the at ring. The same and time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the same time, he and he's absolutely proving it because you you can't just be anybody and beat House of Black. You know what I mean? That's like Malachi Black on his own is a final boss. And so is Brody, Buddy, Buddy Matthews. And so is Brody King. Yeah. These are all final boss guys. So after the match, we have a pull-apart brawl where everybody and their mama come out. The Righteous is there for some reason. I don't understand. They got a million referees. And we go right into a um, a backstage interview with Lexi Nair and FTR, who they announced. First of all, Dax is confused. He's like, I don't know if I'm in Boise, Idaho. I don't know if I'm in Louisiana. <laughs> but we going to fight next week. And it's going to be a steel cage elimination match with me, you, and Daniel Garcia versus House of Black. And for a split second, I thought Daniel Garcia's face was like, how the hell? I I didn't agree to that. I just beat all of these guys. What the hell? But he's like, all right, I'm with it. I will say that I love Daniel Garcia in this position. I think that especially if you take in his world's end post-match scrum where he was like, I want them to know that they can trust me with the ball, that I'm that guy that you can trust. I'm If you don't respect me now, then you don't have eyes. You know what I mean? Like, this is very much a hook situation. Even even if we go back to Wheeler Yuta, because Wheeler Yuta was in the same position where you guys are going to take me seriously. I'm not just a little punk kid. I may be getting beat up by Claudio Castagnoli every week, and it looks weird, but you can't beat me up. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. Um, Reg, what did you think about the post-match with the brawl going into this elimination in a in a cage? Because I don't, I don't know about all of that. With Gar- Garcia just got here. He's, excuse me? Um, listen, Ben, I've been saying the most consistent characters on Collision since day one have been FDR. Um, so it makes sense. that. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All of like the big storylines, all the big matches are still with FDR. And so I think getting to this cage match with them and House of Black, I think it's a perfect culmination of everything that's been going on on Collision. Um, and then adding Garcia to it adds even more to it. I think it's going to be great. Um, I think everything in this match was great. I thought the pull apart was hot. Um, looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fire match. 
Oridian, what did you think about the pull apart match, the cage <laughs> match going into it? And does House of Black need to win here, or do you give it to Daniel Garcia, who's been hot and pinned every member of House mm. of Black? That's interesting. I feel like you might give it to to FTR and to Danny, right? Because mm-hmm. this would be technically like the final is for him to technically beat all of them at once. But I am with you on the fact that he did look a little confused, like, whoa, what's happening? And the camera did zoom How into, did drag into this. He <laughs> <laughs> was a little uh, taken back. So, yeah, he probably had no idea. But um, I love a good brawl where everyone comes out and like, oh, my God, the locker room. I was like, WWE. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> And then I start, I'm like, all right, so who's here? Like, I saw the righteous flower power there. And then I'm like, okay, um, is that uh, Anthony Henry? And then I'm like, okay, the workhorsemen are here. Like, it was, it was so fun to see. And I was like, oh, gringo loco, too. Like, it was fun. And I, I like moments like that. So I think that that really made um, tonight different, a little bit more exciting. Because you know the audience gets so invested mm-hmm. in when things like this happen. Because they're like, oh, my God, who else is going to come out? Like, And then FTR is doing the promo with some random shoe. Whose shoe was that? I was very cute. I was like, sir, you're holding up a shoe. Where did you get it? It's not yours. I know I it's not yours. I don't ask questions when Dax be doing stuff because Dax just be doing stuff. I don't mean that in the utmost respect, but Dax be doing stuff. And mm. Put the shoe down, sir. Put it down. You he got it from Tony Storm. <laughs> <laughs> the next after that guy, Matt Zydell versus Roderick Strong with Matt Taven and Mike Kanellis. Now... Matt Zydell, let us start with the pros of this match. Matt mm. Zydell got an intro this week. Yes. Um, he, he got a lot of offense in this week. And the commentary really put over that he was from St. Louis and he put St. Louis wrestling on the mat. On the mat. Period. That being said, I felt like the majority of this match was in pitcher and pitcher. And then when we did come back from pitcher and pitcher, that man was cooking like a stir fry and the match was over. So, um, <laughs> Iridian, I don't know if you have notes. The only note I have is that um, Zydell did a beautiful meteora on Strong. And, you know, we got the uh, the end of heartbreak. He literally flips this man and then hits him with the backbreak and then pins him. What are your thoughts on this, Iridian? I'm so sorry, Matt Zydell. <clears throat> I feel like he never recovered from that time that he slipped on the on the ring apron from the, from the top rope. I don't think he recovered from that. And Not the uh, Titus Worldwide. Look at the- <laughs> I have zero notes for this. I wrote Undisputed Kingdom, Roddy Strong versus Matt Seidel. And I have nothing there. Like, I I don't know if it was because I wasn't interested in the match. I, I, maybe because Adam Cole's not in the Undisputed Kingdom and, like, no shade to the Undisputed Kingdom right now or Roddy. I, 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 I'm just not feeling it. So this, this match was not... I'm probably not going to remember it next week, honestly. And I, f- I feel so bad to say that because I know Matt Seidel is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I know Roddy could be cooking. But I don't know. There's just something off about this match. I don't know. What about you, Phil? How'd you feel? Uh, it was it was a kind of a filler match. It was just basically like kind of a in-between the Garcia and Bud Mad match and the main event. Um, it's really just a way for Roddy to get some wins leading up to his feud with Orange Cassidy. And I'm fine with it. Um, which brings uh, back, brings back the rankings conversation uh-huh. that we were having. Like, you need to start picking up wins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with it. It felt like this was just like you knew coming in the gate that Matt Seidel was losing this match, though. And I yeah. think that that's maybe why you guys weren't that into it. But um, 
man, can I, I, I have to say that I'm super excited about singles Roddy wrestling again and not yelling at us every week. Like, cool. I missed like, that. No, <laughs> stop. Well, so he could have yelled like, Adam, or he could have yelled, Matt. I don't know. Look, man, get, get back to what I know Roddy can do. <laughs> and that's the grabs, breaking people's backs, kneeing them in their face super hard. That's what I want to see this guy do, man. All of that yelling stuff, that, that, that's just. I will it, say it, it helped that Roderick Strong has a punchable face. Like, yeah. I'm not going to hold you. So him yelling, Adam, with, I, I kind of miss that. I kind of miss that. Yeah, I, man, I'd be a lie if I didn't say he's, that. He's got the state trooper mustache now. He still has <laughs> got the punchable face. Um, but, nah, man, I, I'm ready for him to get back to this shit. Get back to breaking people's backs. Get back to hitting people with angle slams and snapping them in their face really, really hard with, their, with your knee. <laughs> You heard it first here. And this leads me right into my next super chat. We got this from Ricardo name to be decided. $2. A wild Phil D appears watching on VOD. And Phil has spoken. He said he's tired of the wheelchair shenanigans. No more neck health. We want to see me strong. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, get your super chats in. Get your humper chats in. We are at the main event. So if you have anything you want to say, you want us to talk about, you want to get us in, come on. Give us those super chats, humper chats. Your support is always appreciated. Our main event is Brian Danielson versus Give Me the Formuli, Claudio Castagnoli versus Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. I, I think I said versus, but Brian Danielson and Claudio <laughs> are together. They're friends. They're, they're BCC. They're homeboys. They're versus Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. My first thought literally is, I know Nigel Matt hype for this match. <laughs> Every week, Nigel talk crap. But tonight, for the main event, you get you're the clam digger himself, Mr. Danielson. And boy, did Nigel not disappoint. At one point, I just had to stop writing because I'm over like, yo, Nigel, are you? do you care about this match or do you care about hating? <laughs> like, do you care about the match? He just wants to see Brian get beat up. Like, you're a hater, bro. Like, and I, there are some haters in professional wrestling, but you, Nigel McGinnis, you are going for player hater of the year and 2024 just started, bro. Mm. This match started off with Eddie Chance, Nigel calling Eddie Kingston king of the bombs off rip. Like, yo, bro, he ain't even do nothing. And it was, it was Brian Danielson hamming it up to the crowd because Danielson really feels like Eddie Kingston is beneath him. Um, I thought Danielson was dragging it by refusing to fight. We finally get them into a, a engaged fisticuffs. Ortiz got beat up most of this match. That's just T. I love Ortiz, and he was selling like he was really getting beat up. When we finally get Claudio Castagnoli in, he's again beating up Ortiz. We get the Eddie hot tag. We ha- I'm sorry. My next note is not these bum-ass rankings coming back. <laughs> we bike, man. Come on. Rankings are bike. <laughs> Listen, if it means something, I will eat crow. I'm not above it. But if it don't mean something, I'm coming on here like Birdman. Like, yeah, these rankings don't mean shit. <laughs> Already means something, man. Come on. Fix. Listen, I'm, I'm, I love being wrong, especially if it's to my benefit. Prove me wrong, Tony, that I was one of those people. It's a lie. Nobody likes being wrong. <laughs> you told me. Cresta, my bad. And I was like, I thought you were going to pay me 19 and you said I'm going to pay you 24. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that. You de- I'm not mad at that. That was wrong. I was not mad. I'm not mad. I love being wrong to my benefit. I love being wrong to my benefit. Anyway, we get the machine gun chops from Eddie. Unfortunately, Eddie Gakes a yam bag city. 
after trying to break up the Eddie, not the Eddie, the Ortiz, the bell lock, which Ortiz got out of on his own by putting his uh, feet on the ropes. The finish comes with Eddie Kingston stomps out, um, makes Eddie watch Ortiz get stomped out from Danielson and then hits up a psycho knee and Eddie is pissed. And it's so heartbreaking because you hear Ortiz or a commentary put over saying, I'm sorry. Like, that's not your fault. This man got taken to Yandag City. Phil, I got to ask you, because I feel like this match was right up your alley. How did you feel about this match before we get into what comes next for Eddie Kingston holding all three of these titles? Uh, I love this. I thought the tag match was fantastic. <laughs> if uh, Collision's going to do anything well, they're going to throw a random tag match at you that's going to slap <laughs> out of nowhere. And this match was fantastic. Uh, I, of course, on commentary, as always, Nigel being great, calling Brian, crying Brian the entire night. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh and Brian being incredibly petty the entire time, doing doing the uh doing the calisthenics on Eddie, going Bro. back to his original heel stuff of like hamming it up, starting the he's a bum chant. Um <laughs> all of that stuff was great. Um poor Ortiz getting the beating of a lifetime just for being friends with this guy that those other two guys really, really hate. Um <laughs> Claudio opening the match by not even standing up there waiting for the for the tag sitting on the apron with his back to eddie the entire time bro like, he was so mad <laughs> all of it was so great they, they were both being extremely dramatic and i loved it uh, i thought the finish was really really good uh at one point Brian yells in Ortiz's face, that's your friend? That's who you want to be friend with? And then proceeds to hit him really hard with a yes kick. Yeah, I was just like, poor Ortiz, man. He didn't do anything wrong. Ortiz did not deserve the beat that he got, <laughs> literally just for being friends with Eddie Kingston. And y'all too salty that Eddie Kingston beat the both of y'all. Oridian, mm. <laughs> how would you feel if you out here defending your friend and you get beat up because your friend beat up these two guys? <laughs> I mean... You're automatically guilty by association, right? So you better step up. And I'm so sorry, Ortiz. You had to step up tonight. And it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair to him. <laughs> but I know he's going to feel it tomorrow, okay? Not that it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. <laughs> it wasn't fair. Poor him. But you know what? Uh, I, I want to go back to something. You know, you talked about Nigel. I know all night long he was just weak in the knees ready for this match. I know oh, his he, was, he had a half mask the whole time. We <laughs> were tapping. I know he was just anxious for this match to start so he can start spitting on Brian Danielson. But, man, this I think this was a good match. Um, it, it's Eddie is just so fantastic to watch in the ring. I feel like he gets, like, these bursts of energy out of nowhere mm. that you're like, oh, my God, like, it's so good. Um, I hope that what's next for Eddie is – Chicago seeing him at Windy City Riot. I'll be there. So, Eddie, I hope you're showing up because I will be there for you, sir. <laughs> and so my, my question to both of you guys now is, because after this match, Danielson was saying into the camera, you can't hold on to all of these belts forever, Eddie. What are you going to do? So, Eddie is, um, he's your Continental Classic Triple Crown Champion. He's your Ring of Honor Champion. And he's your New Japan, is it never open weight champion or? Strong champion. New Japan strong champion. So what happens now? That's my question to both of you and whoever want to tackle it first. What happens now with Eddie? Because technically this is your first loss, even though it is a tag and Ortiz took it. What do we do now? Um, That's tough. <laughs> that's tough because I, 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 
Right at the point, man. You've got three belts. That means you've got to defend all of those belts. Um, we saw how that looked at uh, uh, Battle in the Valley, where Gabe Kidd proceeded to beat you down after that match and pick up the Continental Classic belt. He wants his shot at that belt. And, uh, yeah, I could see Claudio feeling like, hey, man, you're holding on to a belt that belongs to me. You beat me for that belt. Um, yeah, he's the more belts you have, the more targets are on your back. And uh-huh. I feel like that was the point made here. I'm interested to see how this continental like classic belt will, will be. Cause you know, we, they said that they're going to bring it back this year. So does that mean if Eddie is still the champ that he gets automatically placed into this tournament and the titles on the line again, or are we stripping it from whatever the champion is and then giving it, you know, putting it again in this tournament? I don't know how that's going to be defended, but it's going to be tough for Eddie to keep all of these three championships, right? Because whether he's defending them all at once or, you know, one night he can defend one on Dynamite and then he can go on the weekend and defend a New Japan one. And then it's just, I feel like this is not going to end well. (laughs) Yeah, no, I have to agree. I feel like at some point the issue becomes, I think they did this, they said, they talked about this with Orange Cassidy. At what point do you keep defending, defending this breakneck pace? Because you can't just defend here. You got to defend New Japan. Mm-hmm. And you can't just defend here in New Japan because you also got to defend Ring of Honor. So you got to wrestle on Ring of Honor at some point. Reg talks about this all the time. Like, <clears throat> it's crazy that the only Ring of Honor championship defended on Ring of Honor seems to be Athena, who's your Ring of Honor women's champion, but she seems to be the only one who's on Ring of Honor. Exactly. So at that point, it's like, what are we going to do here? And then... I don't know. I don't know. Because I like, I think Eddie's a great forever champion. I've made the comparison to him and Mick Foley of mankind many a times that he has such that underdog presence that you want him to win. Like, you can't help but root for Eddie Kingston. And it's like, anytime someone would call Eddie Fab, like, yo, don't talk about my uncle like that. Like, <laughs> I'll beat you up. Like, you want to root for Eddie Kingston, but I don't know. At some point, and whoever does it, that people are either gonna hate that they're gonna hate that person. They're gonna hate that. It doesn't matter what championship it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, we got one more super chat to end out the night. Thank you, the Amish Electric Wrestling Assign. Let's show love for Palestine. Free my homies in Palestine. That ain't right. I'm gonna go ahead and end the show here because I think that's a great way to end. Phil, where can the ladies and gentlemen find you? Thank you for doing the run-in. By the way, coming in here, bullying works. Bully your friends. I'm sorry. I'm not, don't bully your friends. Don't do that. So where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Saturdays at noon Eastern on this YouTube channel, hosting Grapsity with Righteous Reg every Saturday. Um, and you can find my writing at Bleacher Report. Period. Oridian, where can the boys and girls find you? Well, you guys can head over to YouTube and go to Rest Friends. That's W-R-E-S-T Friends and listen to the podcast and you can find all of my interviews there. I have a really good one with Britt Baker and then Mike and Maria Canellas bennett So they were great. And every Saturday night, you can find me here post-collision with the beautiful Cresta Star and Ricochino or sometimes a wonderful, wonderful guest just like Phil tonight. So every Saturday night after the post show for here we are on Fightful. 
Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Cresta Star. You can find me over on Twitter at Cresta the Star, like Megan the Stallion. There's a link tree in my bio where you can find where I am all the time. Because Thursdays, I'm here with Joe Pearl over on Fightful, covering all things TNA. And on Saturdays, I'm here mainly with Iridian. And sometimes you find me on Graph City. I pull up if I'm up. You know, that's what I do. Um, every Wednesday, you can find me over on Twitch.tv or TikTok.com slash at Cresta Star, both Cresta Star, where we watch AEW Dynamite together. As always, ladies, subscribe. And gentlemen, sorry, we don't want to leave out the colors. Subscribe to Fightful Select. Got the best, the best news out of this before you cut out. Tony P, uh, Packers lost. Yes, sir. So <laughs> cheap as the fuck up out of here. <laughs> Amazing. I know nothing about sports, so if Phil's excited, heck the Packers. You know, we out of here, ladies hey, and gentlemen. Man. Subscribe Good to Fightful in. Select. Even <laughs> best $5 in the business, $54 a year. I'm Cressa Star. That was Phyllis Iridian. That was your Collision Post Show. So zip it up and zip it out. See you in hell, guys. Bye for now. Bye. End this stream. End this stream.